This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Smooth Operator. This is Adam Liette. So glad to have you today. So, I talked about last, in the last episode, I talked about managing recurring tasks for your team. So, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, just click pause on this, go back and get the full context before we dive into this episode. And the reason I say that is because managing recurring tasks for your team is going to be a game changer. It's going to allow you to see the full picture, to properly manage your team, to know what your team is able to flex into, to not overwhelm them, to really see the day-to-day business operations that are the lifeblood of your company. It's what keeps things running while us operators and if you're a visionary entrepreneur, while we're out creating the future, it's our team that's in there in the company doing the work that keeps the lights on really it's what they're fulfilling or they're in fulfillment they're working with our students and our our clients i'm i'm in the um e-learning business that's really the niche i found myself in is online education and like if if we don't commit if we don't fulfill for our students we're going to have refunds we're going to have people leave so like this is incredibly important to keeping the company up and running so a uh, quick uh, recap cuz most of what your team and even sometimes you are doing within the business, are repeatable and predictable tasks. Uh, these recurring tasks are what makes the company run with your current obligations, serving the customers they already have, or the routines that have to be done, need to be done, must be done to maintain your business. For my company, it's things like customer service, member support, live calls with our students, our internal team meetings, um, newsletters, content marketing, all of this stuff happens on a regular basis and all these things happen every week with almost no direct input from me or the CEO of the company but this is the lifeblood of the company it's maintaining those minimum requirements that must happen every single week and this didn't happen overnight the process that we now have it took a lot of experimentation to get correct especially as we started to grow okay so that's the first part is just having a system in place. And again, we went over that in the last episode to make sure everything gets done in an efficient manner and the team members are able to operate in the workflows that have been created for them. They're able to have predictability and stability in what they're doing. But that also leads to a significant portion of their work week already being spoken for. So a task that takes five hours per week, a recurring task, means that I, from the operational perspective, lose five hours of that employee for emerging projects that can keep us moving to the next level. That's why it's imperative that you find ways to estimate with some degree of accuracy exactly how much of your employee's time is spoken for before you decide to take on a project or initiatives that require inputs from them that requires their work you have to make sure that they have the capacity to do it right to do this i use my secret weapon it's asana okay i'm i'm kind of an evangelist for that program it's what's worked the best for me so as i mentioned i organize all my all my recurring tasks into a weekly project and this weekly project 
gets duplicated at the start of our work week. Now, in that weekly project, if you've used Asana, there's, yes, making the assignment, give a due date, task description, blah, 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 all those things. There's also an area where you can create a custom field. And I created a custom field where I can manually input the number of hours that that task requires. For example, customer service tends to take around two hours a day for my customer service lead. So I put a two in there. Some days it takes less, some days it takes more. It tends to even out. So how did we come up with that two? Honestly, at the beginning, it was an estimate. It was me asking the team after doing an audit with them over their time commitments, over their task commitments, and then just asking them, how long on average does this take? How much time is required for the task? And, and um, from there, it was really a matter of brainstorming. It was them tracking their hours for a little bit. And we were able to do that as well with a tool called Time Doctor where we could get a more you know, accurate view of it. But that's kind of another subject for another day when we talk about integrating various tools. So you, you, you audit your task, you, you brainstorm these, you put numbers to them. And make sure you're really looking for the average, not necessarily based off a single week or time period that is known to be busy or not busy. For example, you know, we just had Black Friday and that was a mad <laughs> madhouse for our customer service team. Um, what I did then was I had a quick face to face meeting with each temp team member. I went through their list. We estimated the hours when we made any adjustments as necessary. Then I implemented it into, into Asana so that I could see exactly what we were looking at in terms of their time allocations. So within that tool, and I imagine other project management tools have this as well, is they have a dashboard where I can see my entire team from a 10,000 foot perspective and know exactly where they are. Uh, I set up a dashboard so I could quickly decipher where my team was spending their time and where they were already obligated. I broke it down into departments, individual team members, and even projects so I could have all the information that I need when I'm doing decision making. Uh, this practice would also then bleed over into our, you know, into our product creation. And, and when we're doing other more forward thinking tasks that weren't necessarily recurring, but we could estimate the time that it would take to do one of those tasks so it could be leveled up against uh, their recurring task. So overall, doing this will give you clarity on who is available for additional tasks and most importantly, how much time they have available. So when you need something done, you can take a look at your dashboard and know that this team member or that team member has available hours for the week and you can make that commitment with, with their time. You can ask them to do something because you know that they have available time before they hit their quota. So if you're not doing this, if you're just assigning willy-nilly, you're really overwhelming your team or setting them up for failure along the way. If they don't have the time to fulfill a task with their quota, do they have a choice? And or that's not fair to your team. It's a recipe for disaster. And honestly, at the really just burn out your team members. So a really a big silver lining is that you can assess which tasks are taking the most of your time and make information based decisions on whether or not that's a useful activity, and that kind of goes into another uh, uh, vein. So an example of this is a twice-weekly call that our head educator has with our students. On paper, this is two hours wasted until you consider the alternative. Before we had those dedicated calls, he was spending three to four times that amount of time answering questions 
one-to-one -one with our students inside the platform. We were able to save a lot of time by allocating him into more of a group coaching format. Uh, the inverse is also true. Imagine if a team member was constantly late with getting some assignments done, and I couldn't understand why. If I do a time analysis on their recurring obligations, I can see clearly that these tasks took nearly half of their available time, and we are consistently giving them more work than could be accomplished by anyone in those time periods. The problem wasn't them, it was me. Looking in the mirror was not the most pleasant thing, but it allowed me then to adjust what I was doing, let numbers and facts guide my decision making so that I could properly manage what was going on with the company. So time overall is our most valuable asset. And this is one step in the direction of making sure that you value, respect, and properly account for the time that your team members are already committed to. This will overall just give you a different perspective and a newfound respect for what it takes just to maintain your current market position while giving you valuable estimates for what will be required as the business grows. If you're looking to add X number of new students to your membership site, you can look back, see what was required to serve the previous number, and do a little bit of quick math and determine what new hires you need to make, what new um, platforms you can make available to your, to your students to give them that service that they need, that member support that they need. So you're really then you're hiring from a data-driven perspective rather than this your insights or your guesses when you're not even in the trenches with your team members. Overall, when you take responsibility for managing this, it can be an absolute game changer for you, not only in managing and accounting for what it takes to run the company, but to give you a different perspective on your team members' inputs and what they already have on their plate. This will help gain and maintain their respect and position you to be able to protect them from mission creep. That's a loaded word, mission creep, and more on mission creep and within a company, how to guard against it in a future episode, because that's something I could talk about for quite a while, having seen it several times in business and in the military, but let's not go there for just today. Anyway, that's all about recurring time commitments, how to estimate them, how to put them into a platform. Uh, so just to review, we're talking about the recurring time commitments that our team members have. Um, once we know those tasks, doing an assessment, an estimate of what it actually takes to do those tasks, and then accounting for it inside of your project management software, and then using dashboards so you can see what your team members are already committed to with just recurring tasks, which will allow you to better project what additional commitments that they can take on during a week. So they're not overwhelmed, they're not stressed, and they're overall able to then fulfill on their mission, on their job, on their task, and get that satisfaction that comes out of that and make sure that everyone's moving together in step in cadence with one another. Thank you so much for the, uh, joining me on this episode. Please do give a shout out at www.adamliet.com. You'll find links to both iTunes and Google. If you haven't left a review yet, please do. Uh, if you know anything about the the algorithms for podcasts, it's likes, it's, um, it's comments and ratings that really help push us up, get us more listeners, get us more people with, with their ears on the show. So uh, thank you in advance for giving a review and a rating to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Liette from Smooth Operator Podcast. Go get it. Go get after those recurring time commitments, and I will see you 
next time on the show. Yeah, real quick before you bounce out here, I put together a free training on how you can run your business like a special operator through five simple universal truths. Get started today at www.adamliette.com slash soft. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash S-O-F.